from the historic Loretto Abbey Chapel. With the kind cooperation of the Toronto Catholic District School Board, the National Catholic Broadcasting Council presents The Daily TV Mass. Welcome to the celebration of the Daily TV Mass. I'm Father Dan Donovan. The televising of this Mass is made possible by the contribution from the estate of Max Juan of Edmonton, Alberta. This Mass is offered for the living and deceased members of the Juan, Lim, and Lee families, and for the daily TV Mass celebrants and community. We know that this televised Mass brings meaning to the lives of tens of thousands of people across Canada and around the world. They join with me in thanking the late Max Juan for this gift. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And with your spirit. Let us now acknowledge our sins, and so prepare ourselves to celebrate the sacred mysteries. You were sent to heal the contrite of heart. Lord, have mercy. You came to call sinners. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. You are seated at the right hand of the Father to intercede for us. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Let us pray. O God, who have prepared for those who love you good things which no eye can see, fill our hearts, we pray, with the warmth of your love so that loving you in all things and above all things, we may attain your promises, which surpass every human desire. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the book of Ezra. In the first year of King Cyrus of Persia, in order that the word of the Lord by the mouth of Jeremiah might be accomplished, the Lord stirred up the spirit of King Cyrus of Persia, so that he sent a herald throughout all his kingdom, and also in a written edict declared, Thus says King Cyrus of Persia, The Lord, the God of heaven, has given me all the kingdoms of the earth, and he has charged me to build him a house at Jerusalem in Judah. Any of those among you who are of his people, may their God be with them, are now permitted to go up to Jerusalem in Judah and rebuild the house of the Lord, the God of Israel. He is the God who is in Jerusalem. And let all survivors in whatever place they reside be assisted by the people of their place with silver and gold, with goods and with animals, besides free will offerings for the house of God in Jerusalem. The heads of the families of Judah and Benjamin, and the priests and the Levites, everyone whose spirit God has steered, got ready to go up and rebuild the house of the Lord in Jerusalem. All their neighbors aided them with silver vessels, with gold, with goods, with animals, 
and with valuable gifts besides all that was freely offered. The word of the Lord. The Lord has done great things for us. When the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion, we were like those who dream. Then our mouth was filled with laughter, and our tongue with shouts of joy. The Lord has done great things for us. Then it was said among the nations, The Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us. And we rejoiced. The Lord has done great things for us. Restore our fortunes, O Lord, like the watercourses in the desert of the Negev. May those who sow in tears reap with shouts of joy. The Lord has done great things for us. Alleluia, alleluia. Let your light shine before all that they may see your good works and glorify your Father. Alleluia! The Lord be with you. Reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, o Lord. Jesus said to the people, No one after lighting a lamp hides it under a jar or puts it under a bed, but puts it on a lampstand so that those who enter may see the light. And nothing is hidden that will not be disclosed, nor is anything secret that will not become known and come to light. Then pay attention to how you listen, for to those who have, more will be given. And from those who do not have, even what they seem to have will be taken away. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. As the years have gone by, I've become increasingly appreciative of the extraordinary gift that the Mass is, or as we call it today, the Eucharist. It is without exaggeration the most rewarding and enriching aspect of my life. The Mass is not meant to be a private devotion. It begins with people like ourselves coming together, few or many, 
and becoming aware once again that we are all part of the community of the church, a community of faith. We begin every Eucharist by opening our hearts to the great mystery that unfolds in it. The living Christ comes among us in the form of bread and wine, and by doing so reveals himself as to us as the bread of life, the living bread, the bread which comes down from heaven to give life to the world. He is at the same time the crucified one, the one whose extraordinary love for us and for the whole of humanity brought him to his death. As St. Paul once put it, Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. The notion of sacrifice has been transformed by Jesus in the history of religion, including the Old Testament. Ritual sacrifice regularly involved animals or grain or wine poured out. When we speak of sacrifice in the Christian context, we have moved from such things to the human heart. Once we recognize what the sacrifice of Jesus means, then we can understand how and why we are called to join our sacrifice, our love to that of Jesus. His love makes our love possible. The first part of the Mass is dedicated to what is called the Liturgy of the Word. At its heart is the Bible, both the Old and the New Testaments. Although the Bible comes to us out of and speaks the language of cultures different from our own, the Church continues to proclaim the Bible at every Eucharistic celebration. It does so because it firmly believes that it is more than just a book, as remarkable as it is as such. It is God's Word in human language. We can only experience what that means when we listen to and read it with an attitude of faith. When philosophers or theologians speak of God, they tend to fall back on abstract language, at language that speaks more directly to the mind than to the heart. The Bible is different. It uses images and symbols and offers profound truth in the form of stories and parables. The Bible speaks of creation and of human history, of good and evil, of life and death, of God and of the world of the Spirit. In the Bible, especially in the New Testament, God becomes, as it were, visible to us. We can see him reflected in the person, life, and teaching of Jesus. It's hard to imagine a more attractive image of God than that of the Father waiting for and welcoming his Son in the parable of the prodigal son. Here, God is revealed as a mystery of infinite and inexhaustible mercy, compassion, and love. The second part of the Mass is the Liturgy of the Eucharist. The word Eucharist is sometimes used of the consecrated bread and wine. We speak, for example, of the sacrament of the Eucharist, or of receiving the Eucharist, or of the Eucharistic adoration. The word Eucharist comes from the Greek and means quite simply thanksgiving. To speak of the Liturgy of the Mass as the Eucharist is to bring out the fact that our Eucharistic celebration is in the form of a great prayer of praise and thanksgiving. The initiative in the Bible 
is almost always with God. It is God who creates and redeems and who invites us into his friendship. Our responsibility is to respond, first of all, to God's gifts. Then, by accepting them, to make them fruitful in our lives. And finally, to give thanks for them. The liturgy of the Eucharist in the sense of the Eucharistic prayer begins with the priest inviting the assembled community to lift up their hearts and to give thanks for all that God has done for us, especially through Christ. The various Eucharistic prayers evoke aspects of God's graciousness and give thanks for them. There are now available a considered number of prefaces, all of which suggest some motive for giving thanks, whether it be for creation or salvation or for the person and life of Jesus or for the life of a saint beginning with Mary. In reflecting on the various prefaces, we become aware of just how much we have received and for which we are called to give thanks. The Eucharistic prayer extends in the, to the final doxology, a solemn giving of praise and worship in which we, through, with, and in Christ, offer God all glory and honor. The Amen that follows marks a high point in the participation of the congregation in the liturgy. Amen means so be it. It's a way of saying that we want to endorse the prayer. We want to make it our own. If the Eucharistic prayer gives structure to our celebration, its obvious high point in our recalling is in our recalling of the Last Supper of Jesus, and especially what he said and did over the bread and the wine. After identifying the bread and wine as himself, in the very act of his self-giving love, this is my body given for you, Jesus instructs the disciples to do what he has done and to do it in memory of him. In the biblical tradition, making memory of something like the Exodus brings the event in some way into the present. Those who celebrate the Passover are conscious of the Exodus not simply as a past event, but as a present reality in which God is with and active among his people. What makes the Eucharist unique is the role played in it by the Holy Spirit. We pray that God will send the Spirit upon the bread and the wine so that they might become for us the body and blood of Jesus. After the consecration, there's a second prayer for the Spirit in which we pray that he might transform us into the body of Christ. We give thanks to God for all the gifts of nature and grace that he's poured out on us, and especially for the gift of Jesus himself. Having completed the Eucharistic prayer and rejoiced and rejoiced in the sacramental presence in our midst of the living Christ, we turn to the climax of our celebration in communion. Our union is first of all with Christ and then inseparable from it with one another. The fact that today many people take advantage of participating in the Mass by television or the electronic media has brought back the traditional notion of spiritual communion. It applies to the whole Mass, and especially to that moment when those who have gathered for this Mass come forward to receive Jesus.
the bread of life. As they do so, they cannot help but deepen the bond with all those who are doing the same thing, including those who are doing it in a purely spiritual way. As the celebration ends, the priest encourages us to go out into the world and into our everyday life, bringing with us the peace and the love that are ours in Christ, and in doing so to glorify God by the way we live. Let us now in faith and trust present before God our needs. For all those in our daily TV Mass Intentions book, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For those suffering from addiction, for those in recovery, and for those seeking healing, we pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. We pray for those trapped in the evil of modern-day slavery, for all who work to help them, and to increase the number of those willing to become involved to bring an end to human trafficking. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For those who have lost homes, livelihoods, and sometimes their life itself in the face of the floods, wildfires, and extreme weather in recent months, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. For Pope Francis and for his efforts to renew the life of the Church, let us pray to the Lord. Gracious God, we ask you to hear and grant these prayers as well as the more personal ones that each one of us has in his or her own heart. All this we pray through Christ our Lord. Amen. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the bread we offer you. Fruit of the earth and work of human hands, it will become for us the bread of life. Blessed be God forever. Gracious God. By the mingling of this water and wine, become partakers of his divinity, became partaker of our humanity. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the wine we offer you. Fruit of the vine and work of human hands, it will become our spiritual drink. Blessed God forever. Gracious God, wash me from my sins, cleanse me from my iniquity. Pray, brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be made acceptable to God, the Father Almighty. May the Lord accept the sacrifice at your hands for the praise and glory of God's name, for our good of all the Holy Church. Receive our oblation, O Lord, by which is brought about a glorious exchange, that by offering what you have given, we may merit to receive your very self, through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God. For just as through your beloved Son you created the human race, so also through him, with great goodness, you formed it anew. And so it is right that all your creatures serve you, all the redeemed praise you, 
and all your saints with one heart bless you. Therefore, we too extol you with all the angels as in joyful celebration we acclaim. Holy, holy, holy Lord God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest, Hosanna in the highest, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, Hosanna in the highest, Hosanna in the You are indeed holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness. May holy, therefore, these gifts we pray by sending down your spirit upon them like the dew fall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and giving thanks, broke it, gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice and once more giving thanks, gave it to his disciples saying, take this all of you and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. When we eat this bread and drink this cup, we proclaim your death, O Lord, until you come again. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you've held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that partaking of the body and blood of Christ may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Lord, remember your church spread throughout the world and bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis, our Pope, and Francis, our Bishop, and all the clergy. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with the Blessed Joseph, her spouse, with the Blessed Apostles, and with all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honor and glory is yours forever and ever. Amen. At the Savior's command, informed by divine teaching, we dare to say, 
Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days that by the help of your mercy, we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope of the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, you said to your apostles, peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not upon our sins, but upon the faith of your church, and graciously grant our peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. May the peace of the Lord be with you always. And with your spirit. And let us offer one another a sign of peace. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us. Lamb of God, you take away the sins of the world. Grant us peace. Behold the Lamb of God, behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word and my soul shall be healed. Please join me now in this act of spiritual communion. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the Blessed Sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire you in my soul. Since I cannot now receive you sacramentally, come spiritually into my heart, as though you were already there. I embrace you and unite myself wholly to you, Permit not that I should ever be separated from you. Amen. Let us pray. Made partners of Christ through these sacraments, we humbly implore your mercy, Lord, that conform to his image on earth, we may merit also to be his co-heirs in heaven who lives and reigns forever and ever. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, 
the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Thanks to God. Our thanks to our donor for the gift of this Mass.